0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our channel, Protecting the Pack. On this episode, we'll feature a dietitian and nutrition specialist to discuss the benefits of healthy eating. We'll also take a deeper look into how we can manage our own nutrition to maintain optimal performance and increase our overall quality of living. Stay tuned. All right, and we're back. So in regards to our last conversation, right, you're mentioning how Individuals should eat within their 15 to 20 minute window. So why is that exactly? Is that window pertinent for something? What happens if you can't hit that window? Say your gym's like 30 minutes away. Is that, is that bad?
1: Yeah. Um, that 15 to 60 minutes is usually when your body can absorb the nutrients best and fastest to help you recover. So those carbohydrates in that 15 to 60 minute window would help restore muscle glycogen, which is just energy that your muscles store. Um, that you have to build up between workouts or between hard activity. And then the protein is building up your muscles. So when you're working out, you're actually breaking muscle fibers. So that protein is helping to rebuild. So that, again, that 15 to 60-minute window is when it's used best. If you do miss it, it's not the end of the world. Um, Just trying to get a balanced meal as soon as you can after the workout. Just that 15 to 60 minutes is best for recovery. Um, and recovering faster. So if you do, are you if you're doing two a day workouts, that can help you with recovery faster. Um, getting that proper nutrition, or if you just gym is too far away, that is completely okay. Your body will survive.
2: <laughs> so, are energy drinks and caffeine bad? And why are we so addicted to them?
1: Caffeine's not bad. Um, there's nothing wrong with caffeine as long as you're consuming it strategically. So I have no issues with people drinking coffee, drinking tea. Um, Those kind of things can actually help you with workouts. It can help you with your energy levels as long as you're doing it right. Um, When I say doing it right, I mean having caffeine at the start of your shift to kind of help you wake up rather than at the end of your shift before you're supposed to be going to sleep. Drinking caffeine within five to six hours of trying to go to sleep is not good for you. (laughs) It doesn't usually work (laughs) or it doesn't help you sleep because caffeine is a stimulant. It's trying to keep you awake. So if you know you're going to bed within five to six hours, skip the caffeine, eat a snack. That can give you some energy instead. Uh, So caffeine, again, itself is not bad. Um, It can help with endurance activities. Um, So there's some benefit to workouts, endurance things, whether you're swimming, biking, running cardio kind of activities, caffeine can help with that. Um, it can help decrease pain, delay fatigue, improve your mental sharpness. So can do lots of good things for you. However, caffeine can get bad for you if you're having too much of it. Um, so different side effects for too much caffeine would be anxiety, maybe tremors like handshaking, increased heart rate, upset stomach, or insomnia. So when people can't sleep, that means they're drinking way too much caffeine in a day. um, where you have to be careful is that some products don't say how much caffeine they have in them. Most foods will. Um, if you look at the nutrition facts label, it does have to say if it has caffeine. But if folks are taking supplements like pre-workout or protein powders, um, other supplements could have caffeine in it. It might not be listed how much is in there. Uh, to give you some perspective, caffeine has 75 milligrams of caffeine. Wow, I can't talk. Coffee has 75 milligrams of caffeine in it. It can be a little bit more if you're doing things like espresso. Um, Those will have maybe up to 200 milligrams in a normal 8-ounce cup. Tea generally has 30 to 80 milligrams of caffeine in it. Soda can be anywhere from 35 to 55 milligrams in 12 ounces. Energy drinks, which is kind of the next part of your question, um, can have 50 to... 200 or more milligrams of caffeine in one serving and one can of energy drinks typically has more than one serving in it so if we're kind of thinking about that that means your energy drink could be double triple quadruple what you would have in a normal cup of coffee and that's where energy drinks can get bad for you so I know I said coffee caffeine that kind of thing is perfectly fine energy drinks I do tell folks to watch out for not going to tell you not to drink them. I know that's unrealistic, Um, but kind of check your brand of energy drink that you have. Energy drinks, for most folks, they're drinking them to have um, extra energy, increase their alertness, maybe improve their mental and physical awareness. Um, Some folks drink them on late shifts, night shifts, uh, to try and stay awake. However, The way they get bad for us is that there's a lot of sugars and a lot of other things added into energy drinks. So if you drink a regular can of Monster, Red Bull, Rockstar, whatever the energy drink is, it's going to have a lot of sugar in it. (laughs) I know it said it, or I said it has maybe double to quadruple the amount of caffeine as a normal cup of coffee, but it can also have three to five times the amount of sugar as a normal can of soda. So there's a lot of sugar energy drinks some people do choose the sugar-free versions that's a little bit better for them but then we're talking about other things that can be added to energy drinks um a lot of people will drink energy drinks really fast um you know coffee tea you kind of sip it energy drinks people kind of chug them (laughs) so if you're drinking them too fast it can give you a super energy jolt so you'll get that spike of energy but then folks will also crash and that's where we can run into some problems um, energy drinks also can dehydrate you. I know we were talking earlier about electrolytes. Energy drinks do not have those in them. <laughs> the caffeine is already dehydrating, and then the extra sugar and all of that, the fact that you're drinking it really fast, can dehydrate you. Um, other people have issues with irritability, anxiety, sleeplessness, nausea that can result from energy drinks. Mixing energy drinks and depressants like alcohol can kind of mask the effects that can cause problems. Basically, if folks are going to drink caffeine, I would recommend other options for caffeine, like the coffee, tea, those kind of things. If you choose energy drinks, just make sure you're looking at the label. Make sure you know what's in it. And choose the sugar-free versions if you can, um, just so you're not double-boosting on caffeine and sugar at the same time. Do you have any recommendations of... A certain energy drink? I don't. No? okay. <laughs> there's so many brands out there. I know there's new ones on the shelf every day. Every time I walk into the grocery store, there's a new brand or something. Um, so they come and go so fast. It's hard to keep track. Um, I generally just say, look for the sugar free ones and then just look at the label and try and see what's in it. If it says it has some weird blend in it, like energy boosting blend, stay away from those. If it says it has caffeine, B vitamins. Those are generally the things that will help with energy. Those are the ones you can choose when it starts adding other weird things in there. Maybe look for a different brand.
0: So talking about other stuff in there, I know one of the more popular drinks nowadays are incorporating things like BCAAs. They have aminos in them. Mm -hmm. Um, what, What do you think about
1: those type of drinks? Those are trying to combine a couple different things. So, BCAAs are a protein, branched chain amino acid, so it's just a type of protein. Um, it's just trying to combine energy drinks with protein drinks, with protein supplements, pre workout, all of these different things. So, honestly, simple is usually better for supplements, so, single ingredient supplements are a little better for you. Um, for example, if you're taking a protein supplement and it just says it has whey protein in it or soy protein in it, that'll be a little bit better than if you're taking something that has protein and aminos or protein and caffeine and guarana and sugar and all of this stuff. Um, it just makes it harder to regulate. Supplements are hard to regulate in our food supply, so it's always a little, you have to be careful with taking supplements, especially being in the military. Um, just because it's on the shelf doesn't mean it's safe for you to take. doesn't mean you won't pop positive on a urinalysis. Mm-hmm. So generally, I go with simple is better.
0: <laughs> gotcha. And then um, earlier on, you were talking about avoid excess caffeine. What's a general guideline for what's too much? Is it better if it's spaced out, like you said, and not sipping it all at once? And then how yeah. much should you have in a day?
1: Um, you shouldn't go over 800 milligrams in a day. Generally, a good serving for folks is 300 milligrams or less, but it depends on how sensitive you are to caffeine. For example, I can't drink a Diet Coke or any sort of soda with caffeine in it without being up all night because I don't drink caffeine usually. But my husband drinks his three cups of coffee every day, and that works for him. (laughs) My mom drinks six cups of coffee, and that's how much caffeine she needs to stay awake. You know, um... It, it does depend on the person. You're trying not to go above 800 milligrams in a day. So if your cup of coffee has 100 milligrams in it, don't drink more than eight, cof- eight cups of coffee.
2: <laughs> Depends what you're
1: throwing in your coffee. Some people add extra cream or extra sugar. Mm-hmm. No problems with that as long as you're aware of the calories that are in that. That can throw some people off as well. <laughs> um, for activity, uh, the best benefits are 200 to 300 milligrams an hour to three hours before activity can help you out.
2: Do you uh, have any uh, balanced diet nutrition recommendations?
1: Yeah. Um, so, if we're talking balanced diet, I know I mentioned earlier the healthy plate is something you should focus on. So, again, half the plate being fruits and vegetables, quarter of it some sort of protein, quarter of it some sort of grain with dairy on the side. Um, if we're talking more nutrient dense foods, we're talking whole grains, we're talking lean proteins, healthy fats low-fat dairy, and then a variety of fruits and vegetables is really the best for balance. I know earlier we were talking about kind of how you can spread out your meals throughout the day. Um, So human metabolism works best if you're eating four to six meals in a typical day. Uh, So for example, if you had breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack, that would be for eating four times a day. reason that's important is that the body runs on the calories that we eat, you can only store so much and use so much at a time. Um, so if you're consuming way too much, you store the extra as fat and you gain excess weight. Um, if you're eating too little, um, your body tries, actually starts breaking down your protein. So it starts breaking down your muscle before it starts breaking down that fat. So that's kind of a common misconception for folks who are trying to lose weight is if they they're like, oh, if I just don't eat anything, I'll be fine. But you're, you start breaking down your muscle instead of the fat because it's easier to use. So instead, if you eat that four to six times a day, maybe that would look like eating two about two hours after you wake up, um, eating your first meal of the day, and then eating something every four to five hours after that. It doesn't have to be a huge meal every single time you eat, but we are thinking about that balance on the plate. So if you can get all the food groups, that gives you that balance and healthy healthy nutrition.
2: So you said that when it comes to um, your body breaking down the muscle first before fat if you're not eating. Mm-hmm. So would you say when it comes to trying to lose weight, skipping meals or eating less is not that effective? Or should you combine that with ec- uh, exercise and eating healthier? Because I know for me personally, if I don't, um, if I skip a meal too. I saw losing weight so you're, mm-hmm. that's not an effective way to lose weight you're saying it's breaking down the muscle instead
1: Yeah um skipping meals uh you definitely do start to break down muscle and you will actually lose you will lose some weight short term um so some folks will lose a little bit of water weight if they're skipping meals um If you're not eating, you're not getting as much water. If you're not drinking as much water, you get a little dehydrated. That just results in some weight loss. So weight fluctuates throughout the day. I don't know if you've ever tried weighing yourself at the beginning of the day, middle of the day, end of the day. It changes. (laughs) Um, But for effective weight loss, skipping entire meals or cutting out entire food groups is not what's recommended. um, Just because you're missing out on nutrients. I know at the beginning I talked about the macronutrients that you need and some of the vitamins and minerals that you need. So... If you're skipping whole food groups, you're missing out on some of that. Sorry. Okay. Um, Calorie restriction can be helpful for weight loss as long as it's controlled and not too crazy. Um, So everyone needs a certain amount of calories to function. So males, generally we say don't go below 1,500 calories, so 1,500 in a day. Females don't go below 1,200 or 1,200 calories. If you're below that, that's usually too low for metabolism to work properly adjusting kind of around that it depends on your height it depends on your weight it depends on how active you are so if folks are trying to lose weight generally we say you can cut calories to an extent don't cut them too low below what i just said <laughs> um but still make sure you're getting all the food groups and getting all the nutrients you need drinking enough water and exercise is definitely important
2: so quick question um so let's say you have somebody that's um I'll just throw it out. there. obese, overweight, and they're generally, let's say it's a, a female, and they're generally consuming 3,500 calories, 3,000 calories a day just because mm-hmm. that's just what they're used to. Um, if they cut back like a, uh, to, I guess, you said the 1,200 calories is like the minimum. Mm-hmm. It's like the average. It's just a general, I guess, mm-hmm. number. If they cut calories to that amount, 1,200, 1,500, that's a, that's a significant amount of calories. Is that going to... Affect? How would that affect that person? With yeah. that, is that a a good way to lose that weight, would be, or would that be very traumatic? I guess. To yeah, the that'd body? be a
1: huge so- shock right away. <laughs> um, so if you're going from thirty five hundred down to twelve hundred, that's two over two thousand right. calorie drop. That is way too much all at once. Instead, I would tell them to step it down. Um, maybe try cutting five hundred and see how that goes for a couple of weeks. Try cutting another five hundred, see how that goes. Honestly, um, we tell folks to try to not cut more than 500 or 1,000 at once um, just because that would be a real shock. Um, Your stomach is kind of used to having a certain amount of food in it, so if you are cutting that in half, (laughs) that would be uncomfortable. People would probably feel hungry most of the day, um, and then that would kind of backfire with the weight loss in the long term. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. Cool.
0: So I have a question about that in terms of, you know, cutting calories. Is there like a tool or something people can find how many calories they should be taking in daily based off their height and weight, like you said?
1: Yeah, Um, there's calculators out there for it online. There's different apps that will work for it. Um, Two apps that are fairly user-friendly for counting macros or counting calories in general are going to be MyFitnessPal or, okay, MyFitnessPal or LoseIt. Those are two pretty user-friendly ones. Um, and those use an equation in there that is based on your height, your weight, your activity level, your gender. And then it also accounts for whatever your goals are. Um, so I know the one is called lose it, but it can actually help with, um, it can help with building muscle as well. So you just put what your goals are in there. So folks are trying to lose two pounds. Cool. It'll give you a calorie goal to help you with that over the next two weeks to six months. Two pounds, obviously not a big deal. Folks who are trying to lose more, if they're trying to lose 30 pounds or if they're trying to gain muscle, if they're trying to gain 10, 15 pounds, again, it's going to take longer. We don't see weight loss happen very fast. Um, We like it to be slow. So if you're losing weight, one to two pounds a week is what you should shoot for. If you're trying to gain weight, same thing. One to two pounds a week shouldn't be any faster than that. That's where people get frustrated if they only see a pound come off on the scale. Mm -hmm. That's actually good. (laughs) But a lot of people don't realize that.